It's my journey. It's your journey. You need my help and I need yours. Cause we are bumping along. It's my journey. It's your journey. Our Lady of Lourdes. There is a quotation in sacred scripture regarding Jerusalem that reads, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if I should ever forget you. There are many holy places that this passage would apply to, including Jerusalem, but not for us. When we hear this passage, our minds race to that magical place where honor is given to our Lord Jesus through his mother Mary, her shrine at Lourdes in France. Lourdes, Lourdes, if ever I should forget you, Lourdes is such a tribute to and affirmation of the love and care, the concern, patience, and attention that is showered on us by our heavenly family. It is also a magnificent prayer of faith the world has been given in the desire of our sweet Mary, Bernadette's dear one, to take care of our physical and spiritual needs. The natural question we are asked after we have visited Lourdes is, did you see any miracles or cures in Lourdes? Praise you, Jesus. We have seen so many miracles, so many gifts from son to mother and from mother to children. <clears throat> Lourdes is the wedding feast of Canaan multiplied in a thousandfold. We can just picture Jesus and Mary up in heaven. Mother, it's not my problem. And Mary just smiling, saying to us, do whatever he tells you. Miracles abound in Lourdes. We have seen miracles in Lourdes. We have seen cures in Lourdes. In order for us to witness to the physical cures the Lord has given us at Lourdes, we have a man in our little parish church who is cured of terminal lung cancer in the baths in Lourdes. We're told that in France, the eldest daughter of the church, less than 5% of the Catholic population go to church and receive the sacraments. We're not about to argue these statistics, but if they're true, all these people must be at Lourdes each time we visit there. What is it all about? What happened in Lourdes? Why did Mary come? What was so important at this time in history in this country? It's easy in retrospect to understand the need for divine intervention in 1858. Their church had gone through one of the worst periods possible in Europe. It had not quite recovered from the French Revolution. New governments, new revolutions attacked the church and the people. In 1848, the Archbishop of Paris was murdered when yet another revolution took place in France. It then spread itself to Rome. The Pope's prime minister was murdered. The papal palace was attacked. Many were wounded or killed. It became violent to the point of driving Pope Pius IX out of the Vatican State. Belief and trust in the promise of Jesus waned badly. It seemed as if the church was tolling its death knell. Louis Napoleon brought his French troops to the aid of the church temporarily, and the Pope was able to return to Rome. But the calm was short-lived. The war clouds loomed over the horizon again. Satan poised his troops in preparation for the final destruction of the church. In 1854, in the midst of this, and in the face of massive opposition, one of Mary's staunchest supporters, Pope Pius IX, proclaimed to the world what had been believed down through the centuries, but had never been made a dogma of the church. The Immaculate Conception was declared fact. 
and all Catholics were required to believe this, there had been a popular heresy spreading throughout Europe at this time, pantheism, which claimed that man was equal with God. By this proclamation, our Lord Jesus, through the Pope, declared with the exception of Jesus, only Mary was conceived without original sin. The rest of the human race are heirs of Adam and Eve and all that goes with it. This proclamation caused more problems than it meant to solve. Rumbling went on inside the church and outside in Protestant circles. It was outrageous, they said, to give this singular honor to a woman, Shades of Lucifer. He, the once favored angel of God, made this same statement when told that a woman would be queen of heaven and earth of all the angels and saints. His pride couldn't take this. He and his band of angels revolted against God in heaven. The cry of Mikael, who is like God, reverberated the heavens. With Michael the archangel at the helm, the loyal angels of God cast Lucifer and his pack down into the black hole of hell. Lucifer had hated the name of Mary since that time. Under the influence of Satan, the enemies of the church claim Mary was from Adam as well as we are, that she came into the world with the same stain of sin that everyone else was born with. It was one thing for the peasants, the uninformed, to believe in this superstition they ran it. How could the church make this farce into dogma? Our Lady of Patience, my Mary, who has never given up on us in 2,000 years, waited. One year went by. The situation was bad. Two years went by. Not much change took place in the attitudes of her children towards the new dogma of the Immaculate Conception. The third year passed, but still she waited. And then she did the predictable. She found a remote town of no great importance, and within that speck on the earth, she chose a simple child of the poorest family in the region and led her to a garbage dump. From that vantage point, she was to send out a message to the world for all time, loud and clear. Confirmation of Pope Pius X dogma in the statement she made in the 16th apparition on the Feast of the Annunciation, I am the Immaculate Conception. She even spoke the words in a lo local patois or dialect rather than the language of the country to a child who had no idea what the words meant. But wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Whenever we talk of lures, we get so excited we go off in many directions. We have to go back to the beginning, to that cold, wintry day in February 1858 when my Mary blessed this hamlet with her presence. In 1858, Lourdes was not on the map. It was a sleepy little village nestled in the Pyrenees Mountains in the south of France. Lourdes is not known for its great weather. Even now, the temperature is cooler and the area are more prone to rain than the rest of southern France. This particular winter of 1858 was bitter, especially for the Subaru family. Their life had been difficult for many years. The father, Francois Subaru, was a good old boy. He had a great need for acceptance. In the early days of his marriage to Louise, they had a mill, the Bowley Mill, where St. Bernadette was born. They had a modest business and their life was good. But when Francois went to the local cafe, he had to buy drinks for everyone. When people bought flour from the mill, 
Any hard luck story would be good enough for Francois to extend credit to them. When they didn't pay their bills, he understood their sad story. But his creditors didn't understand his sad stories, and so in short order, he lost his business and the mill. By the year 1856, his family had been dishonored to the point of being forced to live in a one-room former prison in Lourdes called the Cachot, the cell, or lockup. The reason it was no longer used as a prison was because it was considered below human living standards. Into this hovel, Francois and Louise Subaru with their four children moved. Le Cachot is approximately 15 by 20 feet. These are intolerable living conditions for six people. Yet the cousin of the Subaru family named Sanjo, who lived above them, testified that he never once heard them quarrel. To add to their disgrace, Francois was put in prison on suspicion of having stolen some flour from a local mill where he had worked temporarily. The only evidence against him was that his living conditions were so bad he became the most logical suspect. It was so logical to the local police that although Francois had never been accused of a crime before, they put him in jail. The Subaru lived below the poverty level. In those days, there was no welfare, and if there had been, they would have been prime candidates. When the father worked, he received wages slightly less than what was paid to hire out a horse. Louise did domestic work, but between the two of them, they could not bring in enough money to support their family yet somehow they survived. Into this background, we bring Bernadette Subaru, an illiterate, extremely unhealthy little 14-year-old girl. We sometimes think it's a shame that she was involved with the apparitions of Lourdes. She is such a pillar of strength, such a dynamic saint on her own, without the gift of the great privilege she was given, or maybe it was because of the apparitions by Our Lady. However, it's important to point out that Mary has appeared to many people over the centuries, and very few of them have become saints. During the time of Bernadette, there were two children from La Salette whose lives would never have been considered exemplary in light of the fact that the Mother of God had come to them. The children of Paul Maine, Borang, and Bano are not being considered for any special praises by the church. But then there is Bernadette, special Bernadette. Our Lady picks the people whom she graces with her presence very carefully. On the surface, most of the time, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for her choices. One of the feelings most frequently expressed regarding a visionary is, Why him? Why her? Why them? While it's true in the case of Bernadette that we may never have heard of her without the apparitions, she would always have been a strong defender of the faith in her own simple way. We would have lit would have led a holy life and would have been a saint, even if she were never canonized. Bernadette had been touched by Our Lady from heaven and would never be the same. We now take you to a place high in the sky so that you can watch the drama of February 11, 1858 unfold, where heaven and earth met. The divine touches the human and the world is affected for all time. On earth we see Bernadette and Toinette frolicking through the town picking up a playmate, Jean Abadie. They didn't even know where they were being directed. The chore is to pick up firewood wherever they can find it. On the other end of the spectrum, we see the clouds open 
and a bright light appears from paradise moving slowly towards the earth. The little girls wind their way through the town, then down the hill in the direction of the river Gob. From our vantage point, we can hear choirs of angels singing joyous hymns in anticipation of the miracle that is about to take place. If we could see into God's dimension, we would be able to witness these angels surrounding and carrying the most magnificent creature the Lord had ever placed on the earth. Slowly they descend from the heavens to drama building. We can feel our hearts pounding as the angels and the queen get closer and closer to earth. The children approach the river Gob. They see a cave on the other side. It's the grotto of Masabiel, a garbage dump, but it's dry inside. They can see sticks and twigs on the ground. Bernadette hesitates crossing the river for fear she will catch cold. Her mother will kill her if she finds out that Bernadette even entertained the idea of crossing. The girls chide her. She feels a flush of anger and resentment rise up in her cheeks. She takes off her stockings and begins to wade across the water. At the same time, a streak of light flashes across the sky at meteoric speed. We don't know if the other children see it, but as Bernadette walks out of the water, she is thrown to her knees by an unknown force. Before her is a brilliance that is indescribable. It's dazzling, yet there is a softness, a warmth, a shimmering, but oh, so much more. She looks to an alcave to the right of the grotto. She is speechless. The choir of angels reaches its highest pitch as the eyes of Bernadette and their lady meet. An electric beam rivets the gaze of the two together. Bernadette feels her heart swelling. She is afraid it will burst. She cannot breathe. She trembles, her fear turning into excitement, wonderment. She can't take her eyes off the lady. It has begun. The Queen of Heaven comes to speak to her people. God puts aside the laws of nature and creates a miracle. There is a lot more to the story of Our Lady of Lourdes, and I encourage you to click on one of the links below to get the rest of the story of Our Lady Lourdes written by Bob and Penny Lord. Thank you very much, and God bless you. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here's how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.